0: Welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, your how-to guide, happy place, and support system for navigating the ups and downs of life. Please share today's episode with your friends and family members and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'm not a licensed therapist, just a teenage girl hoping to help. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, surviving teenage depression and anxiety. Today, I'm joined by my sister, Ivy. Hi, I'm Ivy. I'm Sadie's younger sister. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for sitting down with me. So this episode is going to be all about independence and standing up for yourself. So we're going to teach the DBT fast skill, which is the skill used in interpersonal situations when you want to keep self-respect and talk about our experiences with trying to gain independence as teenagers, working towards that point when you go off to college, you move to the house, whenever that is, and you're like alone, which is terrifying to have to experience all the consequences for yourself and make all your decisions independently. So yeah, we're going to get into that, talk about the anxiety, talk about our experiences. So yeah, I thought Ivy would be perfect for this because we are constantly talking about how we want more independence and more freedom and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I'm really excited to have her on here. And yeah, I think we're going to have a good conversation. Awesome. Okay. So first, a little bit of DBT education. So a couple episodes back, episode 19, which was DBT Education Interpersonal Effectiveness Overview. And so, in this episode, we taught how to clarify what your goal is in an interpersonal relationship, whether it's to achieve your objective, is it to improve the relationship, or maintain or improve your self-respect. So, we did other episodes. Episode 20 was the Dear Man skill, which was to get your objective, and episode 21, which was to improve the relationship. So, this episode is all about how to improve or maintain your self-respect when you are in an interpersonal situation. So, the skill for that objective is the FAST skill. And FAST is an acronym that stands for be fair, no apologies, stick to values and be truthful. So, to go a little bit more in depth, be fair it means being fair to yourself and being fair to the other person. You're going to remember to validate your own feelings, your own wishes, and what the other person is feeling. So we talked a lot about validation, which is not necessarily agreeing with what the other person thinks or is saying or believes, but saying that you understand why they believe that. You understand that like it's valid that they feel that way. And you don't, again, you don't have to agree with it, but you notice it, you see it, you appreciate it. Okay. And the next is no apologies. So you don't want to over-apologize. Sometimes when you get into an interpersonal personal situation, especially when you feel guilt about something, I know I revert to like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, like lots and lots and lots of apologies. And that's something you want to avoid. So you don't want to apologize for making requests. You don't want to apologize for just being. You don't want to apologize for having an opinion or for disagreeing because that is completely valid. That is okay. And you don't want to look ashamed. So your body language, you want to look confident you don't have your eyes and head down or your body slumped you want to look as if you believe what you're saying and you don't want to invalidate what is valid which is that you can have emotions you can have feelings they can have emotions they can have feelings so the next letter is stick to values and so with this skill or with this part of the skill you are sticking to what your values are Maybe your values are to be truthful. Maybe it's to be kind. Whatever those values are, you want to stay true to them so that you feel the best about the interaction and the best about yourself. You don't want to sell out your integrity or those values for reasons that aren't important. And you want to be clear on what you believe is the moral or valued way of thinking and acting and stick to your guns. So you really just want to stay to what you believe, act as you feel is right and not in a totally ignoring how the other person feels kind of way. You don't want to step all over the other person. You don't want to be mean because you believe something that they don't. But if you, your values are to be truthful, you're going to be honest in an effective way. If your value is to be kind, you're going to be kind while maintaining what you believe to be is true. Okay, so the last letter is be truthful. So, this don't lie don't ask helpless when you're not and don't exaggerate or make up excuses when you lie a lot of the emotions that come with that are shame and guilt whatever secondary emotions are maybe it's anger and so you want to avoid that so if you don't lie you don't have a negative interpretation of the interpersonal situation and then you don't have more negative emotions which will decrease your self-respect for yourself so All of this skill is to try and make you feel good about the interaction, good about yourself, and yes, stand up for yourself. So with that being the fast skill and that being the skill of kind of self-respect, and for me, I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with independence, because when I am leaning on other people and not maintaining my own independence, I'm not able to feel self-respect because I'm basing my actions, my behaviors, my thoughts on other people's values and other people's guidance. (laughs) Oh. Are you interested in making your own podcast too? Download Anchor. I released every episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted through Anchor and I love it. It's free. You can edit and publish your episodes from anywhere and they put my podcast on every listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. I definitely recommend it. They also have cool background musics, transition musics, and you can record sponsorships like this one. Be sure to check it out. It has everything you need for your podcast. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or wherever you get your apps or go to anchor.fm.com to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm. So, when I'm independent, I can truly have self-respect. So, that's why I thought that would be the perfect next topic for this episode. So, yeah, Ivy, let's get into it. Okay. What do you think independence means? And I want you to answer this kind of one like as a teenager what does independence mean and what does that look like? And then two, like, in general, you know? So, like, if you were an Mm -hmm. adult, you know what I mean? So, like, what does it look like in the context of the confines of still living with your parents and having Mm -hmm. all those restrictions? And then what does it look like big picture?
1: Okay, so I think that independence in terms of being a teen looks a little different than when you are an adult. I think that since you are living with your parents and your parents typically have rules and you're not living by yourself you have to sort of alter the view that you have of what full independence might look like Mm -hmm. and i think that currently right now as a teenager i think that for me independence looks like just slowly taking smaller steps to working to managing like my schedule by myself so i think it's just like taking little steps such as managing my schedule by myself having like a calendar schoolwork, just anything in terms of school. I think it's just like those little steps that I know I'm going to need to have to take on later in life. And as a teenager, I think that it's the perfect training time for you to develop those skills with the support of your parents. So you're able to make mistakes here and there, and they're able to help you out along the way, which is really nice. In terms of independence as an adult, I think that it can look a little bit more logistical and it can be more stressful and it's it's more of what we what i envision as independence which is like having a job living by yourself paying the bills um if you're in college going to school and just managing all of the that managing all your of your life managing your life yes yeah. and i think that that can be very stressful looking at it from the eyes of a teenager and that's why I think it's very important that teenagers practice this before they go off to college or before they just not necessarily college but before they like leave home or before they start having to take on tasks that are more independent
0: yeah I agree I also want to point out like that it doesn't matter what your situation is you can still find independence yeah
1: that's what I was trying to say but didn't do a good job of it. <laughs> yeah
0: so like <laughs> i know we have like a pretty pretty i know that we have i'm a pretty, so glad you can speak
1: thank I you i feel so proud of you
0: thank you i feel like we do have a pretty strict household and no matter what your circumstances are when you choose to engage in certain behaviors when you choose to do certain things like go to school do your school work get up in the morning, whatever it is, like those are acts of independence. So maybe your parents, like it's a rule that you have to go to school, you have to get good grades, whatever that is. But if you're the one that's choosing to do that, you're the one that's actively putting in the work, I really do believe that's independence. Because you're making those choices, you're choosing to do it, and maybe it feels like it's for someone else. Maybe it's still a rule that they have in place, but you're doing it. You're the one that's making the decision to actively do that. And so I really do think that can be seen as independence. And- I agree, like, you're kind of forced and thrown out into the world once you become an adult because you don't have that security blanket of your- Like pa- the training wheels. Yeah, of. you don't have your parents paying for things. You you can't call them in to manage whatever mess-ups you have. Like, all of that isn't something that they can come in and handle for you. So you are kind of forced to be independent, which is really, really scary. Like, I know when I- and I'll be at college in a year and a half and, like- I am someone that leans on my parents a lot and I love it when people make decisions for me. I love it when I don't have to choose what to do because it means that if I fail, I'm not failing. They're Mm. failing or their decision is failing. And so when you are truly making decisions based on what you think is right, you are opening yourself up to failure. You're opening yourself up to being wrong and being seen as weak. And that's like terrifying. Like that scares me a lot. And it also means that When you do succeed and when you do get a little win in life, it's all on you. Like you did that. You, when you are successful, you completely owe it to yourself. Like that is true self respect and independence that you've done something completely for yourself and successfully. And I think that feeling can't be replicated when you're leaning on other people. Mm.
1: And I think going back to how you said that you're naturally not a very independent person, and how you like to lean on our parents and just lean on people around you to make decisions Mm -hmm. for you, I think that it's interesting because for me, I find myself naturally a very independent person, and I like making my decisions for myself, and I just naturally like glide towards the independent side of the spectrum. Side of the spectrum. That's exactly what I was gonna say, but I forgot the word side, which is a little awkward. But I forgot the. But I lean towards the independent side of the bit, spectrum. A little bit
0: illiterate.
1: <laughs> just wait. Hey, you, who I, said jar two minutes ago? Sorry, so just sorry. chill out. I just forget words. Maybe it's something about being dyslexic. I don't know. Okay. We'll so, come on
0: another episode to talk about all of Ivy's dyslexia. Yeah, we, we can
1: talk about that actually. I would. I could talk for days. But I think it's interesting because
0: coherently, maybe not. But she'll talk for days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because leaving home and going off to college and taking on just little tasks that I'm taking on
0: you're just like thrown into it it's like there's no option yeah,
1: yeah that's so true and that scares me so much also and I think that it's totally normal to be scared about it and even for people who are naturally independent and I think that's really important to remember that independence is honestly scary for everyone
0: so what do you do what do you how can you prevent that huge anxiety of feeling like you're just jumping into the deep end when you get kicked out of the house or when you are living alone or going to college whatever it is so I think we should kind of talk about that I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to set yourself up for success by managing these things independently while you're still at home for me during online school a big 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 thing that I'm working on is like doing assignments independently because that is similar to what you do at college like professors will give you an assignment for weeks and you are in charge of managing that and getting it in on time without a lot of guidance so that's one way that I can prepare myself mentally for when I go to college which is that I know I can handle the schoolwork independently I know that I can study effectively and by practicing those skills that's one less thing that I feel like I'm not prepared for another thing you are
1: prepared for you mean
0: yeah 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 Or that I, like, I don't have to feel like I'm not prepared for it because I am prepared for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So another thing is, like, electronics. Can I speak on one thing about that?
1: Uh, I think another really important aspect of independence that I am trying to work towards and build up is discipline. I think that sort of what Sadie said or she started to talk about with studying and electronics is you have to have discipline and you have to um, be committed to studying. And you have to develop those skills in order to get up and get your work done and you also have to develop those skills to maybe put your phone down put the electronics down and get to work and I think that's a very key part of developing independence when you're out there um in the world
0: yeah and I know like what I mentioned we do have like a pretty strict household and one of those things is electronics like they have to be turned in at nine thirty. we don't keep them in our room overnight so that is were you gonna say something
1: yeah. I was just gonna say it's like limited time during the day also.
0: Yeah. So that is one thing that there's a lot of structure around. And that's not something that's gonna exist in college or when we move out. So that's one thing I am working towards, which is my parents trusting me enough to let me manage that independently and by myself so that I when I go to college, I'm not like I don't know how to manage yeah, my you're electronics. Not like thrown like, into
1: uncharted yeah, quarters. exactly,
0: exactly. So other things is like doing your own laundry. Like, that's a small one, but that's a big thing that you have to do by yourself when you get out of the house. I think independence can literally
1: be in any form. Like Sadie said, it can be as small as getting up
0: in the morning. making yourself breakfast. Like, all of these little things will prepare you for when you are living alone, and it's one less thing you have to feel anxiety about. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I just think, like, another thing that I want to circle back to again is that To be truly confident and happy in yourself and have self-respect, you have to be making decisions for yourself because when other people are making decisions for you, you can never fully take credit for whatever successes you are experiencing. And I think that feeling of fulfillment and joy that comes from being successful or having whatever win that is in life when you've gotten it completely independently and by yourself. And not to say that you haven't gotten like advice or support or something like that but you've made the decisions based on what you think is right mm-hmm. I think that's that is so such like an, an amazing feeling. feeling
1: yeah yeah you're yeah. I mean but yeah I totally agree I think that there's something so renowned about getting to that destination by yourself I know I've had many experiences in life where I have maybe technically i have accomplished something but i know that i didn't do it completely with independence and i had a lot of help along the way and i know that at the finish line of many of those obstacles that i had i i didn't feel as accomplished with myself and i didn't get that feeling of wow i really just tackled that barrier all by myself with no help and i developed independence through it and i think that it's it's totally okay to have that support along the way and many times in life to ask for help and to have other people like help you reach that end goal but I think it's also really important to have those experiences where you know that you completely got there with yourself and by yourself and you feel proud and you're able to say like I did this by myself and I developed independence while doing it and I think that that feeling like Sadie said is really irreplaceable and is so fundamental to life
0: yeah and another thing I want to talk about also is like a big part of self-respect and independence is taking things into your own hands so one thing I wanted to talk about was how can you do that in terms of your mental health like how can you take your mental health and your depression your anxiety whatever it is you're experiencing how can you take that into your own hands and that was something that I really had to learn how to do when I was in treatment because for so long I was just going through the motions for so long I was just doing what people told me to do, and I wasn't truly choosing to work on myself. I wasn't trying to change things. I wasn't trying to feel happy. And so, when I was at McLean and when they asked me, like, do you want to do this? You have to be the one to decide to get treatment and give it your all. Like, that was such a pivotal point for me because that was when I chose to start working on myself. And once I, like, actively made that decision, like, I was able to see changes because I was taking it into my own hands. And so, for like things like depression that means using like the opposite action skill which we'll get into in a couple of weeks which is doing the opposite of what you're feeling and whatever the urge is maybe the urge is to stay in bed maybe the urge is to not do schoolwork that day maybe the urge is to not engage with your family members or friends doing the opposite so go and hop on the phone have a call with a close friend eat dinner with your family Get out of bed, do the schoolwork. And that's really, really difficult, but you will feel self respect from that. You are taking things into your own hands and you will see changes. And with anxiety, maybe that means like accepting that you are feeling anxiety and you don't know why and taking some of that control away from that big emotion, which is that anxiety. And it's doing the opposite of what you're feeling. You're feeling like you want to avoid, you want to withdraw, you want to get away from that feeling of fear and anxiety but it's going into that situation and like doing a little bit of exposure therapy and pushing yourself to experience that anxiety on a smaller scale so that you know you can handle it and you know that you can get through it which it really is true to true independence so those are like a couple ways that you can really take your mental health and your recovery and your treatment whatever it is into your own hands which is deciding that you want to work on you you want to find happiness making that decisions and then building your actions based on that decision working towards your happiness and your recovery do you want to be featured on a future episode or have questions you want answered about therapy depression anxiety or life do you want to share your story email inquiries at she or reach out via social media you can also head over to my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com, and fill out the contact form, anonymously or with your name. I hope to hear from you.
1: Yeah, so just going back to when Sadie said was talking about her own story and how she took her mental health into her own hands, from my standpoint, I remember that they had gone over to, was it McLean? Mm-hmm. Gone over to McLean on a trip, and I was home, and our mom had gone with her, and... We were expecting that my mom would be back a day or two earlier and I was like, Why isn't she back? And I was told that
0: City didn't want to go. <laughs> and and then And no one really thought that was gonna happen. Like mom and dad didn't know, you guys didn't know that it was even possible for yeah. me to be like, No, I don't wanna go here and they'd be like, We can't take mm-hmm. her Like no one thought that would be a thing.
1: And I was like sitting home and I was like, Are you kidding me? She doesn't wanna go. Well, force her there. Make her make her go. <laughs> And now, reflecting back on it, I, I'm i realizing how important of a concept it is for you to really want it for yourself. Like, she wasn't going to make much progress if she didn't want it for I herself. I had it for
0: two years before from going through yeah. all these therapy appointments and not wanting it.
1: You, you have to... That's a, like another like really big thing just in all of life, not only in mental health, as it is very important in mental health, but just all aspects of life. Like you really have to want it. You have to want it for yourself, and you can't rely on others to want it for you. You need yourself to be driven to reach that goal. And I think going back to the mental health topic, I think another thing about taking it into your, taking your mental health into your hand, oh whoa, another thing about taking your mental health into your own hands is. Maybe practicing self-love more often. I know that that's like a very simple form—not simple, actually. It's just very difficult. Very, very difficult. It's, but there are little practices that you can start to do every day that'll sort of boost your mental health and ha- get you into a pattern of practicing self-love. And I think that that is something that you can very easily. What's do. an example
0: of one of those practices?
1: I think an example. Of self love that is like very easy to do right now in quarantine, I think is just doing those little things that makes you make you smile, make you happy. I know for me, currently, like just hygiene, I find it like really what
0: (laughs) okay. Continue.
1: No, I know for me personally, I'll change it. I know for me personally, I have discovered a new passion for reading. I used to hate reading. Now I'm starting to enjoy it more. And I'm realizing that when I pick up a book and when I start reading, I feel so much better about myself and I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm having fun. So I think that that's one thing I do. Another thing I do, and I know other people do, is just treating yourself in like, maybe like doing a bubble bath or doing a face mask or like like doing your skin routine or painting your nails. I don't know, just like just like self-care for yourself, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think like going back to the mental health thing, like one thing that you hear a lot is that no one will change your experience or your depression or your anxiety or whatever it is for you. Like no one can change how you feel except for you. You have to be the one to decide to change. You have to be the one to make those steps towards your happiness. And I think that is so I think that coincides so strongly with self-respect and independence so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think i just say one more thing Mm -hmm. i think
1: um just going back to what sadie just said it's really about taking
0: taking initiative
1: for yourself and by yourself and i think that that is very very important
0: yeah so wrapping up this episode we learned the fast skill which is being fair, no apologies, stick to values, and being truthful. And that is a way that you can very easily, step-by-step, practice self-respect in interpersonal situations. We talked about independence in the context of being a teenager and in the context of leaving the house, and how do you prepare for that big leap of independence without all the anxiety. We talked about feeling self-respect and independence in the context of your mental health and how you can do that. So yeah, thank you for joining me today, Ivy. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this week's episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow Nevertheless, She Persisted on social media. Instagram at She Persisted Podcast. Twitter at Persist Podcast. Facebook at Nevertheless, She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Saenz. And check out my website, sheepresistedpodcast.com. And don't worry, all of these are linked in today's episode notes. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next Friday.